Graceful, modest, stylish women who embody the essence of Islam. This is Cover Mode. Welcome and welcome to Cover Mode. I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. Today, we'll be opening up the line, so do stay tuned. And we have some wonderful guests in line for you today. But just to remind you of what those lines are, it's SMS on 47913. And the um, call-in is 021-442-3530. So, yes, today we are opening up the line so you can share your story, chat with us, or add to our conversation. Our topic today maintaining your Islamic identity in all you do. We do not live in an Islamic state, but we do live in a country that practices freedom of religion. That being said, do we as Muslim women freely practice that? Or do we find it difficult to establish our identity in our community, among family, at the workplace, etc.? Are we proud of that Islamic identity? Are we doing enough to educate non-Muslims about what that Islamic identity is? Here on Cover Mode, we introduce women who we feel are exemplary Muslima, wearing their hijab proudly, designers who dress us, and sharing tips and advice on keeping a healthy mind and gracefully wearing our hijab. My guests today will share their own experience on how they've maintained their Islamic identity in what they do. We look at what they've done as professionals to add value to women and our Islamic identity. And that leads me to introducing you to our first guest, Mushra, Mushra Hartley. She works for a big media publishing company and is the founder and editor of Modest Muse. I've invited her today because I feel she's a great example of someone who is educating Muslim women and non-Muslims about modesty in Islam. Just a reminder that we are opening the line, so feel free to join in at any time if you have something to contribute. That number again, 021-442-3530. Assalamu alaikum, Mushra, and welcome to Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum, listeners, and to you, Rashan. Thank you very much for this invitation. I'm honored to be here. And we're honored to have you. Mushra, what inspired you to do what you do? Modest Muse came as an idea that the media doesn't glamorize our lifestyle enough, and boy, are Muslim women glamorous. Um, we take bits of Western fashion and our Eastern cultural cultural fashion, and we rock it. And I thought that um, we needed a platform. It was initially a print magazine that I was pitching to Media 24. They then told me, Mushra, it's a bit too expensive to print a magazine <laughs> at this stage. Let's first attract an audience. So um, Modest News is a mobile magazine, um, and it, um, it covers content from fashion to food, to culture, to sunnah, to a Quranic verse of the day. And it, I was inspired because we needed a platform to communicate mm-hmm. on and to share stories on. Beautiful and so wonderfully done because I've, I've seen it as well. How would you define success? Well, success for me is it's being comfortable in your own skin, mm-hmm. having a content and peaceful heart, having good relations with other people. It's not just having success in your career. I think success for me is being a good role model to your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means being happy. 
And the, the the role you being the role model to your kids, who's your role model? Who inspires you? Everyday people who've who've accomplished great things, overcoming extraordinary odds. Those people inspire me. I love listening to people's journeys. Um, my mom inspires me, and just women who who go for what they believe in and believe in themselves and empower and inspire others. They inspire me oh. to do what I do. And in establishing your Islamic identity in the workplace, what barriers do you feel exist in the workplace for women? When I read this question, I actually had a giggle because I'm sitting on the on the um, Employment Equity Forum of Media 24, and we discussed barriers in the workplace last week. And what's great for all women to know is that the barriers that existed a few years ago, they're diminishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we create our own barriers. Um, at the moment, there are prayer rooms in large corporates. You can wear what you want to wear. You can, men can go to Juma. You can take time off to pray. So in terms of Islamic identity, the barriers aren't there anymore. I think um, we create our own barriers, not believing in, our, in ourselves and what we're capable of. Well said, we create our own barriers. That is so true. How understanding or tolerant then do you think workplaces are with you establishing your Islamic identity in the workplace? I think the tolerance is only as the the tolerance level is as as confident as you are to to show your Islamic identity. So if you're confident in wearing your hijab, if you're confident enough to tell your manager, I need to take time out to pray, then the tolerance is there. And it's just it's an education exercise, explaining to people what Islam is. We are a, a very small minority. So um, if people don't know or they judge you, it's just because they need to be educated. And with the social influences and pressure from work colleagues, what advice would you give to women whose colleagues find it difficult to adapt to their Islamic identity? Talk, communicate, mm. and but how you convey the message is very important. Explain to them what Islam is, why we fast, why you wear hijab. Um, if you... If you don't conduct yourself with good character and um, kindness and patience and allow people to be educated and give them that time, um, you're, going to, you're going to confirm the stigma that's attached to Islam. Mm-hmm. And that is why I love what you're doing with Modest Muse. Modest Muse, again, is a lifestyle Moby magazine aimed at Muslim women covering areas such as inspiration, fashion, the salt, family life, community, decor, beauty, recipes, careers, parenting, marriage, and more. Modest Muse advises women on how to do things in a way that is permissible or halal. And Musha, you said that the website also deals with issues Muslim women living in Western society face daily, which is what we've managed to touch on right here. Musha, can we have a sneak preview of what's what's coming, you know, what, what can we expect in the next few weeks with Modest Muse? Well, at the moment, the site is under construction because I'm on um, maternity leave. I just had a baby a month ago. Oh, Mubarak. So we're brainstorming new ideas to get it, um, to move it from mobile onto events and do some more brand extensions. Just before you continue and give us that sneak preview, let's take our caller. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A very refreshing uh, show and uh, program. Shukran. I'm in particular uh, very interested in the modesty you know, of women in the workplace, given um, you know the, the, the democratic rights and 
asserting our education and working alongside with the men. I'm concerned about sometimes we forget the boundaries of the ethical aspect. As um, our Dallas is in the Quran, that um, there should be uh, the distance of men and that we don't go alone into boardrooms and have meetings and that we don't choose, um, you know, counsellors uh, other than our own sex maybe in order to manage the risk factors around, um, you know, the getting familiar, you know, with the opposite sex. So for me, it's always very uplifting to hear the corporate woman, um, you know, portraying the identity of Islam in, in the workplace. And I'm also at the same time concerned about knowing our boundaries as women. Shukran very much. Afwan and shukran for calling. Mushra, your, your, your views on that? Shukran for that question. Um, it is very challenging, especially in the beginning, but I feel that if you lay the boundaries from the get-go, um, people will understand and they'll know where you stand. Like, for example, I've said I don't shake the hand of the opposite <laughs> sex in a boardroom meeting. So I do a funny little wave when I come in and say, Hi, I'm Mushra. Nice to meet you. Um, and people eventually will become tolerant. Like I say, it's an education exercise. And luckily at Media24, all the boardrooms are glassed. Everybody can see what you're doing inside. And just, um, you can just state your case that you don't, um, you would prefer a telecon if the member um, that you're meeting with is uh, of the opposite sex. And you can do a telecon or a Skype to avoid, there are ways to avoid being alone in the company of a a male. Mm -hmm. Will we take one more caller before we get to that sneak preview? I'm, I'm, I'm going to remind Mushra about that. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran for taking my call, being Ahwan. a man and being onto a woman's program. I'm so glad uh, you called. I was busy painting and I just heard the interesting discussing Islamic identity. I just want to ask your, your guest, uh, I admire her, but uh, you know, I just want to ask a few questions, you know, you know that if I may. Uh, does he think... I mean, coming into, you know, that we're living in a secular world where, where we as Muslims are, are, are sort of restricted in, in many ways. But does your guest find, did she find that the, the, the dogmas that crept into our deen has been a stumbling block to the progress of women, you know, you know in this country? Because, the, uh, because, I mean, the closing of the face, that is, was all customary, and many people had had a misconception of what Islam is all mm-hmm. about. Did your, uh, uh, did your guest perhaps find, while going into this media world, that, uh, that there was a big misconception about what Islam is all about, especially the closing of the way, you know, that the woman is concerned? Shukran, uh, so much for the question. Okay. Mushra. What a wonderful and comprehensive mm-hmm. question. Um, I did find that there were stumbling blocks, there were stigmas attached. Um, To be blunt, I think people assume when you come into a large corporate and you're wearing a scarf that you're not as smart as as, um, your counterparts or your other colleagues. Um, But again, communicate, um, state your case, and be confident about who you are. Um, make people kn- know or aware that I'm as educated, I'm as skilled, I'm as it's a it's a conversation to be had. But luckily with Media24, because they're such a diverse and big company um, with many women in top positions, it was an easy conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. But it's still constant. Mm-hmm. 
Mushra, may Allah reward you and guide you with beneficial knowledge so that you can continue inspiring, contributing and nurturing the Ummah with modest muse. I really believe you're doing an amazing job with that. And we don't often have that opportunity to be empowered in that way and get information that relates directly to being a positive Muslimah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not about hiding or, or, or keeping ourselves covered in terms of away from society, but it's how we behave and how we react to society mm-hmm. or adapt to society. Can you make a garment without a pattern? Our next guest, Minan designer Fatima Hassan, will answer this when she shares her journey of becoming a designer right after this. This is Cover Mode. Assalamualaikum and welcome back to Cover Mode. I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. Just before the break, we asked Mushra to give us a sneak preview. We haven't forgotten to give us a sneak preview of what to expect from Modest Muse. Mushra, please share. Um, since Modest Muse has started, we've been involved in amazing events, um, some raising funds for Palestine, for Syria, and I would love to extend into eventing. And maybe one day, inshallah, have a modest new super event at the convention center, you know, where all these phenomenal businesswomen that I've met can showcase their talents. Inshallah, it will happen. Amen. <laughs> As Muslims, we should maintain our identity, who we are, what we do, and why we do it. Part of how we represent ourselves is the way in which we dress. And that is where I introduce you to Fatima Hassan. Of Minan Designs. Assalamu alaikum, Fatima. Wa alaikum salam, Rishan. Fatima, how are you today? Alhamdulillah, yourself? Good, alhamdulillah. Fatima Minan has been around for a very long time. I often see you at fairs, fashion shows. How long have you been designing? Okay, to be quite honest, I've been introduced to the industry when I was at a tender age, probably growing up five, six years old. Um, coming from a background where my grandfather was a tailor and all aunts were like dressmakers as well. So I actually grew up in the industry. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder, the lines are open on 021-442-3530. Fatima, how would you describe your design way or your brand? Okay, um, I try to be different. The reason for that is is that it actually I want to stand out. Um, basically, um, I would describe the Minan brand. Um, you know, we all know that fashion comes and goes. That is like a give and take. And styles come in that blows over. Um, I describe Minan brand. Um, most importantly, what I actually want to say is is that um, the concept is modesty. And I'm not going to label it as Islamic clothing mm-hmm. because then you're actually just um, labeling it to, to Muslims. Mm-hmm. So what I try and label the brand as as modest clothing. And also, um, I've had... Many non-Muslims, white people from different cultures that was actually interested in purchasing the the actual garment. And I use social media. And you'll be surprised if you just take a label away and open it to all cultures. And then people actually dressed that way. And the whole idea is for um, us to dress modestly. And that is what Minan stands for. And can you remember the very first thing you designed? You really want to know that? I really want to <laughs> okay, know. Was um, it modest? <laughs> it had nothing to do with modesty. Um, growing up in a home where my mom was a dressmaker, I started off with a simple scatter cushion. Mm-hmm. Sounds simple, but you know, it, it taught me how to actually sit straight. 
you know, um, I thought it was like really simple. Oh, why must I do this? And then I started, I don't know if you remember in those time, there was the pom-pom called scrunchie. Mm-hmm. That was the second thing I that I actually... I call it scrunchie. Yes, and <laughs> that was the second thing that I actually made. And uh, I believe that you don't use a pattern to make your garments. How then do you design or put your garment together? Okay, basically I do I do, do patterns, but my concept of um, the designing process is totally back to front. Oh, it sounds okay. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, most um, most designers would actually um, sketch and they would do the pattern and grading. I do something else. I have a lot of thoughts that go through my mind. And you know, when these things happen, it's at like 2 o'clock at night at <laughs> that time when the house is quiet. And what I do is I think of the end product. Mm-hmm. That might sound not realistic, but believe me, it works for me. So I don't sketch any garment before I think what my end product is. Mm-hmm. And when I have that in, in mind, the idea of the whole process follows into place. Wow. And how would you then describe the women that you design for? Okay. Um, I started off with a bias initially when I started going full-time into this um, clothing business. And then I had ladies asking me, don't you want to do clothing? And um, I started off with just basically skirts, dresses. And then for the past two years, I have gone in a different direction. Um, and this is to the youth. Um, I had two daughters. They're both teenagers. So they would always say, Mom, we can't find something in the shop and things. Like, can't you make us something? So um, the Minan trend has changed a little bit. It is directed at the teenagers and the youth out there. Mm-hmm. So that is what I'm actually concentrating about now for the next few years, inshallah. Which leads me to my next question. What, we, what can we expect from Minan? A lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for um, spring or, or um, describe some, some of your design Basically, Minan pieces. designs mm-hmm. are different incorporations. I would use Western, Eastern, different countries and incorporate that into one specific design. And um, my aim is at the youth. You know, I was an expert at an expo this weekend. Um, that was yesterday. And Amina from I Deserve It, she came up to the stage and she said, you must be doing something right. <laughs> because my nieces came onto the stage. And that is the whole idea. I want them to want to wear what they are looking at. And also not just wear it one occasion. It must be a garment that you can wear, you know, for the future. Mm-hmm. Not just eat, you know. So that's the whole idea is... Making a design that they would love to wear. And uh, and if we wanted to wear Minan, where do we find you? Okay, How do it's we quite shop easy. Um, you can email me or you can, um, in two weeks' time, inshallah, I hope the website will be live. It will be www.minan.co.za. And most of my customers are doing WhatsApp. I don't mind that. And also um, social media, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then how, you know, give us some spring or summer tips with the weather changing. Okay, with this weather that's so weird, you don't know what to eat. <laughs> okay, um, basically um, what I'm going to concentrate on is the design I'm concentrating on, the princess countries. The reason for that is I've had a lot of people coming to me and complaining that this little hit, um, you know, doesn't suit them. And then what I thought about is let me bring up a, a specific design where it would suit any person. And um, I came up with a princess cut, which actually slims you down. You know, a lot of people are conscious, um, I'm extra large, I'm a double XL, I look fat in that. And that specific design will slim you down instantly. 
Now, in case any of you would like to get some other tips from or some fashion or style tips from Fatima, do call us on 021-442-3530 or SMS us on 47913. Now, Fatima, you also have the designer burqa. What? Because I've seen it. I've seen the. the oh, okay. Yeah. You're referring to um, the undercap. Yes, please. Okay. Because I've seen all the different colors and how you've, you know, put them beautifully under the scarf. Okay. Um, that I sat up one night and I looked at myself and I watched my daughters dressing themselves. And they would put on three undercaps. And I mean, that is heavy. <laughs> and and then you would actually, after the three undercaps, you're going to put on an actual scarf and make your own bun with that as well. And I thought to myself, this is like really heavy. So one night I sat up, I think about till two o'clock, just I was reading a magazine and then I had this idea, um, while I'm reading the magazine, let me come up with something that is easy. Mm-hmm. You just slip on and it gives you the same effect of three colors. And alhamdulillah, um, I launched it about three, four months ago, and it's it's really been selling quite well. So the three undercaps, I personally designed myself. And the joke is, I have a little boy of five, six years old. He comes and stands there by, by me and he says, Mommy, use these colors. And you know, to be honest with you, I have used his color coordination with three colors that I use on an undercap. So most of that is my six-year-old's um, color coordination as well. And I have introduced the three um, layers. It's one undercap that you use, and you, it's actually designed specifically to convert it into one color, two colors, or three colors. So um, I've gone further as well. We um, the three colors is converted into a bun as well. So it's an all-in-one undercap and an all-in-one bun. And then I went further. You know, you come up with all these ideas and you just <laughs> add on to the range all the time. And then I said, you know what? You know, you get great cheese. You get everything so easy. Why can't I just put on one thing and I've got my three colors, I've got my bun, and I've got my scarf attached to it. So then I introduced the three-tone bun scarf. And the people was like asking me, is that three three undercaps? I said, no, come here. Let me show and explain to you. So alhamdulillah, um, I've gone from three-tone undercap to the three-tone bun. And it's reversible as well. And wow. then I went to the three-tone bun scarf. And these people found it so amazing because you just slip it on. It takes about a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. And then I also had a little demonstration where I show you by actually putting on each undercap individually, doing the bun, and then doing your scarf. So um, you save on time, and you're just going to use one thing. And that is actually what I have designed. And it's easy and it keeps everything in place. Definitely. Normally your undercaps would move from one space to the other space or you go to the mirror every 10 minutes. So um, it actually just stays on your head. And it's not as heavy that the normal three undercaps would be. No, just to remind our, our listeners that we we have Mushra Hartley, founder and editing, editor of Modest Muse, and we're speaking to Fatima Hassan from um, Minan Creations. Now, Mushra, I'm going to go back to you. I've heard about all the design styles, and I'm not sure if you've worn any of Menon's designs, but what do you wear for, what, what's your work attire? It's a mixture of um, what you find in the shops, a lot of layering. Um, this is why I love designers like Minan because they make it easy for us. You mm-hmm. don't have to wear a top under a dress with a cardigan over and tights because the dress is a little bit sheer. Um, so I, and I've on this journey met a lot of inspiring designers and kudos to them for making our job so much easier. So I wear a little bit of, um, I'm not going to mention specific designers because then it seems like I have favorites, but <laughs> there are a few that many of the women out there know. 
um, and some of them are opening boutiques and operate from home and um, yeah, just kudos to them for making it easy. Because we're making modest wear possible or available, freely available uh, to, to a bigger community. And as Fatima said earlier, it's not, you know, she doesn't focus on calling it mo- uh, Islamic wear, but modest wear. And that, this is what a Muslim woman does mm-hmm. in any case. It's about portraying a modest way of dressing. Um, Fatima, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I hope that your business grows from strength to strength. But you are staying here with us, so you can answer some questions as well that our listeners may have. If our inner self is developed and strong, as it should be, then how we appear on the outside will be expressed in the way that we carry our Islamic identity. Fatima, how would you say you carry your Islamic identity? Exactly what you said. The, um, you know, there are some mornings um, you get up and you don't feel like going out. So basically, it depends on you as an individual. It's how you feel from inside because most definitely the way you're going to feel from the inside is definitely going to show up on, on the outside. Mm-hmm. And also how you dress as well. Mm-hmm. If you're going to wear certain colors, you know, you know, sometimes you think it's a myth. But believe me, if, if I have a bright color and I actually feel very, very happy, mm-hmm. you know, so um, being a designer as well, um, I play a lot around with, with colors, textures and everything. So, yeah, that's basically in a nutshell that I would describe that as. Would you say we can play around with all sorts of colors? Not really. <laughs> Depends <laughs> um, on our complexion, right? That's correct. Definitely your complexion, your um, your face might be an oval face. Mm-hmm. So it plays a big role, you know, um, your shape of your face. You can't, because be in mind, some people, some styles don't suit everybody. I'm not just speaking about clothing. Um, or specific designs, I'm speaking about a certain headgear as well, mm-hmm. you know. So you need to play around with and see the, 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 the if you have a, a let's say, oval shape. It depends on that. So it's, it's about playing around. With the Minan designs, we can look and feel comfortable and stylishly well covered. From Minan's designer burqa or designer underscarf, right? Three-toned undercap. Three-toned undercap. Um, we also learn how to wrap a turban from scarf stylist Shahida Sali later on. And different scarf styles for different occasions, right? Whether you're glamming up for your husband, off to work, having a day at the beach, attending a wedding, there is a scarf style for every occasion. So I'd like to introduce you to our scarf stylist here in the studio, Shahida Sali. Assalamu alaikum, Shahida. Walaikum salam. Shukran for having me. Shahida, when and how did you become interested in scarf styling? Um, after Hajj, um, I'm, I like fashion and like dressing up. And um, after Hajj, I felt that my headgear should match what I was wearing. And I would play around with different scarves and different colors. Um, and from there it all started because I've also realized that, that more and more Muslim women becoming very, very fashionable. And they didn't want to give up um, the way of dressing modestly. Mm. And what I came about was trying to provide these different styles just to match the different outfits or themes. Um, and, and that's how I started. But what, what do you love about scarf styling? What I love about scarf styling is to see the transformation of these women once they've tried a new style. Mm-hmm. The excitement of them, they not believing that this is them and this is how good they look, um, and also the confidence after that styling. 
um, and realizing that they too can scarf style. It's not that difficult because once you've tried it, then you're more comfortable with it. And right here in the studio, I mean, Mushra, she's she's got a turban. Um, you've got a beautiful turban on, which matches your monochrome outfit. And Musha's looking really colorful with her green uh, and her black. And then Fatima and I have a, a similar sort of look with our underscarf and our, um, our, our hijab over our, our underscarf. So different styles for different people, yes, right? Yeah. And how, how do, you, do you know when you see people what scarf style would suit them best? Yes, I do. Because you do a lot of scarf styling, right? I do a lot, yeah. I do bridal scarf styling. I do for occasions where I actually go out and style somebody's scarf for a wedding and so on. So what I do normally is I have a trial where we um, play around with a different style and I ask them to bring the, the garment so that we match the theme, we match the color, and we match the style. Mm-hmm. And um, I often already know what would suit, but I would prefer the person to actually choose. So we'd play around with different styles and so on. So most of the time, I do know. So what's your favorite scarf style? My favorite one, and I suppose this is because it's very versatile, is my turban. Um, my turban is more of a bun turban combination um, and the reason why I like it so much is it's because it's versatile and I think by now I've mastered of mastered doing it much quicker than mm-hmm. the norm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I play around with the turban quite a bit. So now let me ask you to quickly describe a style for different occasions. What scarf style would you say works best for exercise or gym? Um, I prefer the bun because it holds everything together and it's secured and you can run with it and you can exercise as well. And you know your scarf's not going to fall off. And nothing's going to happen. Yes. And formal workwear? Formal workwear, you actually have a variety. And like I said, it depends what you're wearing. Most of the time, it would be corporate wear. Mm-hmm. And with corporate wear, I would wear um, the bun, I would wear a turban, or I'd wear a snood. And then also, at times, you know, on a Monday morning, you're just not in the mood to dress up, and you just want to wear black. So what you do is you take a multiple of scarves, um, and not the heavy ones. Um, <laughs> if you do come to me, and I'll show you how to drape the scarf without feeling that you've got anything on your head. So you you play around with color and you play around with prints as well. And then also 95% of the styles that I create, um, you're able to wear your fashion jewelry as well. So your earrings will show and your necklaces and your brooches and so on. And what about a wedding? A wedding, you can just go wild. <laughs> um, depending what you wear, um, I have a chapter in my book um, called Vintage, and it gives you ideas of how differently the vintage styles can be worn. Um, and, and generally, going to a wedding, you dress up very smart. So also what I like are, is, a, is a style called Farah, which is one of my trendy mm-hmm. styles. Um, and, and that in itself is also very beautiful, and you can wear it up or down as well. So the right hijab can do wonders for you. And after the break, we'll look at how different colors can affect your complexion. The voice of this the is Cover Mode. Shukran Allah. 
right hijab can do wonders to your complexion. Wearing the wrong hijab or the wrong color can make you look lifeless, undertoned or overtoned. Is that correct? Yes, I agree with that. Um, in, uh, fortunately, today, um, there's no limit to colors and prints, especially when it comes to a mixture. You know, you can wear different prints together and various colors as well. And I always believe that once you, you wear a beautifully styled scarf, it completes your outfit. Mm-hmm. And um, it determines how good you will look once you've styled your scarf. So, Mushra, let's see. Have, is, your, is the turban your set way of wearing your scarf, or do you change it up now and then? Mostly the turban, it's easier because like Shaida, I've mastered the art, I can do it without the mirror, <laughs> with my eyes without closed, pins. without pins, um, and um, there was something that you said earlier about colour, Fatima. Okay. Um, Fatima said earlier about colour, and I read someone's Facebook status, it said no matter how you feel, you get up, you dress up, and you show up, and that is how I um, respond to hijab, um, it's you know, your your turban or the color that you choose can just change your mood and yeah. rock it with confidence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As long as you maintain that Islamic identity, there's no, you know, there's no reason to add a bit of color to your life. Fatima, what about you? What's your, you know, your your generic scarf style? Um, basically, I don't do the turban. Um, reason being, I feel it doesn't suit 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 my complexion mm-hmm. or even the shape of my face. I prefer wearing three-tone undercap and then just a simple scarf. Um, from a designing point of view is that, um, you know, certain people um, feel differently about um, designing or colors. I feel that um, you need to choose a focal point, mm-hmm. meaning do you want your scarf to be the focal point? Then you concentrate on that. If you want people to see your dress as, as, as standing out, then you make that your focal point. If you want to be simple, just black, black, you wear a red bag. So you decide what is your focal point. That's very interesting. So when you are designing a garment and you're keeping the scarf in mind, and I know because when I buy dresses or tops and it's got a beautiful embellishment at the top and when I put my scarf over it, it the embellishment is gone. So that's, it, that's correct. That's why when I design as well, there are specific um, buyers, for example, that's just plain and simple. But then with that, I would accessorize an undercap or a scarf. Mm-hmm. Then I have the um, designer collection of abayas, which has got its own accessories on the abaya. So, um, like I said, I, if I decide what the focal point is. So, if I decide on the abaya, I want the belt to be the focal point. Because oh, there are yes. certain designs that I um, put a belt onto the actual garment. So, um, that is how I go about things. So you don't want to over That's yes, um, accessorize or anything like that. So you, you need to find out what the focal point is and work with that. That's correct, yeah. All right. Just a reminder, you can call us on 021-442-3530. We have three amazing women in studio. Mushra M- uh, Hartley from Modest Muse and Shahida Sali, scarf stylist, and Fatima Hassan, the designer of Minan Designs. Lovely women with interesting conversations, doing amazing things, and really establishing themselves with their Islamic identity. 
on what we've just discussed now and on your, you know, the way that you dress and the way you, you combine what kind of scarf best fits your outfit or how you cover yourself well. Shahida, give us a treat and share with us one of your scarf styles. Okay. Um, what I've decided to um, talk about today is is the actual turban. Um, what, it's, it's very versatile and it's very easy as well. Um, especially with summer coming up, you know, it's it's out of your way and you can um, play around with different other scarves just to, um, like you've done, put the scarf over and just turn it around. Um, so what, what you do is you literally just put on the scarf and tie it at the back and then bring it forward, crossing it over in front and then tucking it in at the back once again. What you can do is you can use a, a light chiffon scarf over your head and just tie it around your neck. And that, it, that in itself is very simple and very light as well. Or you can actually use a snood over it as well just to um, highlight it and give it a different look. Interesting. And then I have uh, an SMS that's come through. A lady says, Salam ladies. Our, our learned, um, sorry, she wants to know that a lot of people that she works with who are Muslim are not are the ones that she has the problem with. You know, they don't wear the scarf. And yes, she is, and she wears the scarf. So how does she relate to that in her work environment? Anyone can answer. Mushra. Um, I chose to answer because I've, I experience this often that women that are Muslim and not wearing this scarf in the workplace actually feel uncomfortable around you, like um, you're going to judge them or you're going to look at them differently. Um, but what I do is to, as an icebreaker, always greet them because you know they're Muslim and say Ramadan Mubarak and say Eid, Mub- Eid Mubarak for mm-hmm. yesterday or, um, so that they know, okay, this person doesn't um, feel that they're any better than me. And it just goes to how you conducting yourself mm-hmm. and always remember to act in the character of our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Be kind, be tolerant, be patient. You don't know what journey this person is yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've got a purer heart than you. They're just not wearing it on their head. Mm-hmm. Um, so have conversations with people. Because um, yeah, she she works. At, I think we we've all have experience in the corporate company. Shahida, you also have work in a corporate company besides doing scarf styling. You're an accountant, if I'm correct. Yes, I am. Um, I agree with what Mushra just said. Um, if you treat the next person like you treat anybody else, they would feel comfortable mm-hmm. in your presence. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they start opening up. And I had I have a lot of women that haven't worn scarves speak to me about it, about their journey and of wanting to make the first step and you know you let them be and inshallah it will happen and and those ladies that have actually, they come to scarf styling workshops and, and once they've actually realized how beautiful they look with the scarf, they're actually very very excited, mm. you know so let's not judge them mm. and let's just welcome them and I mean, I feel that most women and, and myself started off not wearing a scarf and, and eventually starting just to drape it slowly and eventually coming to the point where you feel comfortable wearing the complete hijab. Mm-hmm. I know for, I, I've worked in the corporate industry for about eight, 
15 and a half years and uh, for a big TV company and I'd always been the only Muslim woman covered with hijab and from day one and alhamdulillah I got the job wearing a hijab and I left there wearing hijab and even though I was the only one at the time I never felt like you know yes they knew I was different yes there was a way they knew there was a way I wanted to be respected and I think it's more about what your expectations are you know what are you portraying and what are you you know reflecting to others and what do you want in return you need to be comfortable with yourself in your own skin and how you behave and dress in society so if islam comes first and allah comes first in everything you do it really doesn't matter who or what you face with Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to get the Muslim or the non-Muslim, but not all of them are the same. You also get the positive Muslim and non-Muslim. But it is, what what message are you giving? And I'd have many a times I'd sit in a boardroom with men and women, and if someone would swear, they'd literally say, sorry, Rashan, sorry, Rashan. Specifically, because they know I don't swear, I don't use vulgar language, and I behave myself in a, in a, in a proper manner. So... It's about how you cover yourself in how you behave. Shahida, sorry. Okay, uh, the, the experience that I've had was um, for Women's Month, um, Al-Misha gave me the opportunity to do a demonstration to um, my fellow employees, staff. Um, and, and in the crowd, I had quite a few non-Muslims. And what I normally do when I do a demonstration is I ask for volunteers in the mm-hmm. audience, and you will not believe it. I had more non-Muslims putting up their hand, wanting to see how they look in this particular style. I eventually had to choose a Muslim just to show one style at least. At all. And, and I mean, that got me really excited because they just, and I mean, they said that. They said, you know, I love the way you ladies look with your scarves, mm-hmm. the way you matched with what you're wearing, how confident you look, you know. And I mean, there's a lot of them also um, who wear scarf, um, traditionally maybe, but also as an accessory, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I feel that in a way we do encourage them to use the scarf or to wear the scarf. We have a lot of SMSs coming in asking for contact details. Fatima, how do people find me none? How do they contact you? Do they go to your Facebook only? No, no. They can contact me on my WhatsApp as well, which is 071-885-3767, or they could um, email me at minanproducts at gmail.com. Minanproducts at gmail.com. That's correct. And what about you, Shahida? I know you have lots of things coming up, so maybe just touch on, on what you're up to, what's happening, what events we can see you at. How do we get your scarf styling book? Okay, um, on the 7th of November, inshallah, I'll be bringing out a new book. Let's say booklet, because it's, it's just a few new scarf styles um, reviving the original book. Um, it will be it's beautiful summer styles, and um, what I'll be having is I'll be having a fashion show as well where I'll have my designers. Um, um, on the 7th of November, I'll have the event where I'll be showing the new styles, and the designers will be showcasing their summer ranges. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'll have some entertainment like Madiha Peterson will be yeah. entertaining us for the day. Um, it's a ladies only event and it will be held at Old Mutual. Um, it's the 7th of November and if you need to contact me, you can call me on 082-2020-738 or Shahida at safiascarves.co.za. Wonderful. Shukran Shahida. Any last words from you, Mushra? Um, my uncontactable on info at modestmuse.co.za. My last words would be don't compromise and remain authentic. And I think it's something you touched on earlier, Roshan. Whether you're in a boardroom, whether you're at an office function, no matter where you are, um, know that you're Muslim first. And it's not just about wearing your hijab or dressing appropriately. It's about conducting yourself in a way that inspires other people and makes them interested and remove stigmas attached to Islam. Mashallah. Be that inspiration. That is that is beautiful. Don't compromise and stay authentic. If you're wondering what else to do this weekend, Precious Rose, a company that's been home-based since 2011 and does custom bridal wear for bride and entourage, what sets them aside is that they also do custom wear for men. On the weekend, Precious Rose will be launching their exclusive boutique this Saturday at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. inshallah. The boutique is situated opposite Tussin Wall, that's in Jane Avenue, Avenue, and I've been assured that there's ample parking available and that there'll be welcome drinks and some awesome spot giveaways, inshallah. To close off today's show, I'd like to thank our lovely guests for joining me, Mushra Hartley Shukran, Fatima Hassan, and Shahida Sali. Assalamu alaikum to the three of you. Maintaining our Islamic identity in all we do requires that we have a solid relationship with the Almighty Allah through our prayer, dhikr, Qur'an, and being of genuine assistance and development of others. Once this foundation is laid, the outward behavior will adjust naturally. Maintaining an Islamic identity is not just about insisting on having a place to pray or not eating during the day in Ramadan or not mixing with people whose behavior is questionable. It is about being proactive, getting out there and having a voice, organizing things, interacting, discussing, helping out. It's about action. I thank you for the time you set aside to join us today. Live purposefully, passionately and persevere in maintaining your Islamic identity. For Cover Mode, I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. Assalamu alaikum. This is Cover Mode. Shukran.